Riley, I've got good news. I found a junior hockey league right here in San Francisco. And get this, tryouts are tomorrow after school. What luck, right? Hockey. Uh-oh, what do we do? Guys, uh, this, uh, here, you, you pretend to be joined. Wouldn't it be great to be back out on the ice? Oh, yeah, that sounds fantastic. What was that? That wasn't anything like Joy. Uh, because I'm not Joy? Yeah, no kidding. Did you guys pick up on that? Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. sure. Something's wrong. Should we ask her? Let's probe, but keep it subtle so she doesn't notice. So, how was the first day of school? She's probing us. I'm done. You pretend to be Joy. What? Okay. Um, hmm. It was fine, I guess. I don't know. Oh, very smooth. That was just like Joy. Something is definitely going on. She's never acted like this before. What should we do? We're going to find out what's happening, but we'll need support. Signal the husband. Ahem. Welcome to episode 41 of the What I Love About Pixar podcast. In each episode, we talk about something I love from Pixar. Could be taking a character scene or an actual film. Today, we are going to be talking about the character Riley from Inside Out. So let's get straight to it with the character profile. It's always a big place for us, so it's a wiki. Riley, voiced by Eddie Doctor. Riley is an 11 year old girl who, in sixth grade who loves hockey and was uprooted from her happy and simple life in Minnesota and taken to San Francisco, California, where she experiences various changes in her life. Her emotions, joy, sadness, fear, disgust and anger help her through this tough time, ensuring her well-being. Rise appearance is slender, shoulder length, dirty blonde hair, blue eyes, very faint around her nose, gap teeth. Personality is chipper, fun-loving, upbeat, honest, Goofy, sensitive, cheerful, but prone to outbursts of anger. Optimistic, emotional, sentimental, sporty, slightly temperamental, shy at times. Okay, that's the card prep I've done, Lord Justice. Let's get ready to start talking well about Riley. Okay, we're ready to get going with talking what I love about Riley. And I think what's quite interesting about Inside Out as a whole is Riley is meant to be the major character in the film, but it's her mind that is the main location and the main priority of it. Because we get to... Because I feel like the emotions, they're sort of like the core main characters, and Riley is sort of considered to be a secondary character. Um, and there are times that uh, Riley is experiencing emotion. We don't really see her 
quite a bit of it, we see how the emotions in HQ are dealing with it. But that doesn't mean we can't find things to talk about Riley. I'm sure we can. I'm going to make a good start right now. So, what is quite interesting about Riley is when she's born, first born, uh, the first emotion that sort of manifests is joy. <laughs> which I always feel, um, which, which is kind of, which, when she's conjured by, by, by Riley, when she's smiling right at her parents. And I always thought it was a bit, it was a bit weird because, um, Normally with babies, we all know it's normally sadness we experience with our first big emotion. But I suppose the Pixar went that route because they want to try and make the audience sell this idea and the audience says that joy is the main focus of Riley and is the most important emotion about Riley. And if we have her first before sadness comes, it might help. But mm, I don't know. And obviously later on, a few seconds later... We have another emotion, sadness, and then so on, so on, and all three form. And I do love how we see each emotion being formed during different stages in Riley's life, like how for sadness, she literally brought it a couple of seconds later. Um, and then over the years, Riley starts to grow up in Minnesota with any other emotions um, born. And I do love the little, this little, little snippet we get of seeing the different things in Riley's life that make her Riley. And it's done with all the space of, there's a couple of, couple of little, little snippets, little shots, and with a love to a great big, amazing score. Because obviously music is so important in these films, it really is. Um, so yeah, so like for example, one of those moments we see about Riley is when she is um, throwing tantrums from a little, from a, and also to become one of the best players on a hockey team and then uh, obviously we get the big move. I love how in the film when Joy, it's basically Joy does most of the narrating at this point, it's like, and she goes, and she says the infamous lie of, well, rise 11 now, what can all possibly go wrong? And then it's like every single moment that happens we get, we cut some motion. So, so for example, how do I try to explain this? Um, when the door, when the for sale sign goes up, they always just go, ah! They're in the car, they're in the car, ah! They're on the road, ah! It's the emotions, react, reactions to the move, yet we don't really see Riley's um, rush to it. But I think we can get a set sense that for her, this, this move from Minnesota all the way to San Francisco is going to be a big, big, big thing, and it's going to affect her most better emotionally as it does because Riley becomes sad and because she misses her life in Minnesota. I mean, for her, it was great. You know, Minnesota was happy and now I've been uprooted to San Francisco where they have weird pizza, you know, and all that, which we've talked about several times in previous episodes. Um, but yeah, so Riley, this is when Riley starts to begin her change. She starts to go from being joyous and happy to sentimental of how she misses the good old days in Minnesota, not to mention that the new house is horrible as the um, emotions react really in a different ways. And of course, in San Francisco, the only type of pizza they serve at a pizza restaurant is broccoli! Oh, 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 oh no, I brought it up again. Give me a sec, give me a sec. Uh, uh, I'm back. Okay, okay. No, we, we won't go to that. We've done it on another episode. It's episode 24. Go listen to that back. Um, there is a lot of Gagging Bob, but more than that. Um, so yeah, so it's becoming more sadder 
Enjoy does all she can to prevent this from happening. I mean, I've talked previously about how Joy, she doesn't really understand the emotion of sadness as a whole, not just sadness in HQ, um, and tries to make things happy, but it just end up getting worse and worse, worse, especially obviously when sadness accidentally uh, touches what the memories, which makes Riley. Um, we get this nice green scene when Riley, in her first day of school, she's struggling, and she's had to do that horrible thing and um, like, you're the new kid, you've just arrived mid her, you've got to stand up from the whole classroom and tell people about yourself. And it's just, that's not the way to settle into a new school. And at first it looks like Riley's doing okay and everything, but then uh, we start to know she gets a bit so upset. It's because sadness has ended up touching one of the memories, of course, this makes Joy freak out and everything. And of course... It does cause a new core memory to be created, which is a sad one, and Joy just doesn't want to be sad, so decides to get rid of it. But, and of course, this all leads to the big fight, which sees Joy and sadness. Out gets sent into long-term memory, and from there on, matters start to go worse, because we can, we can see from this point now how Joy has been a big, big central part to Riley, and it's been and where Riley's been able to cope um, for... Well, the first 11 years of my life, really, because Joy's been there to sort of be the one that's always got to get Riley out of the situation and also present her with being emotions. Now, that is, of course, suppressing Riley of her emotions, and I, emotions I, cause, because Joy doesn't understand how Riley needs to have a court, like how we all as humans need to have a balanced diet to stay healthy. We all need to have a balance of emotions in order to stay well-being healthy. If that, if that makes sense. Because <laughs> um, what I'm trying to say is, is we can't all be jo joy or unhappy all the time. We have to experience different types of emotions. But with joy, way to be so, so dead on focus on keeping Riley happy, it's meant that other times when emotion, other emotions need to step in play, joy's been a bit, mm, not that. I mean, we have seen, we, we do get a nice shot from HQ how there are, most of the memories are yellow to rest and joy, but there are some others, so like green for disgust, uh, purple for fear, red for anger. There's not too many blue ones for sadness because joy just doesn't understand what sadness's role is and what her purpose is. And basically, no other situation has come in rise. Like when, she, when you feel she needs sadness, joy's just put the sadness on the sidelines and try to fix the difference herself, which of course is wrong because that is suppressing Riley from feeling actual sadness because she's having to have a bottle up inside because of joy not letting sadness be in charge of the controls when sadness needs to be in charge of the controls and it's, it isn't until joy and sadness get lost and end up in long-term memory do we now start to see the effects that joy has had on riley without joy riley's not be able to focus but she's also not be able to express these different emotion, types of emotions that she's been probably for the very first time in her life um, and she doesn't know what to do. Not helped by fear and, dis and disgust, struggling to hold the thought and carry out fear's idea of, well, let's do what Joy would do. And as we see, we get some really hilarious moments where, of course, it all backfires. And things then take you more the worst type of Riley because, um, oh... It's the video chat with an old friend, um, Meg, which is called, uh, from Minnesota, and I've been on, 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 on Ryan's hockey team in Minnesota. And 
it looks like it's going well, you know, catching all the time that, you know, that, that a prime example of what we can do now in the, um, in this day and age, we can, we can Skype people, we don't need to go out and talk, we can actually just get our lovely machines out, go on Skype and see if they're on Skype and have a nice Skype conversation with them. Mm. That's a bit of a time. <laughs> and something that, that's a, that's a toy that's not pixelated at all, but that's been another argument for another time, not on this podcast. Right, uh, but what I do want to focus on it though is how, at first it looks like the conversation's going really well, and then right, just catch one all the time, Lord Powell. Until Meg um, lets the slip of um, there's a new girl on the team, um, which therefore make and how she's selling in really well. And this, of course, makes Rye feel like she's been replaced and gets angry and just hangs up. And also, when she attends the hockey tryouts, it doesn't go well, and she basically goes, "That's them, Queen." Now, sure, we've all had that, that those sort of moments in our life, but probably not from what Riley's situation is, because, yeah, but but without Joy being there, she's not able to have that little thought in her head to say, no, go back, okay, come on, go back, pick yourself up, just step up, you know? A bit like how our dad's kind of eyes, the celebs have fallen flat on their face, they've got to immediately go, run live telly, get up, 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 and they get up and just pretend nothing's happened. Mm. That's that little thought inside the head. You gotta go. If you feel like, oh my god, you've got that other thought inside your head, supposed to be going, nope, get back up, come on, it's gonna be okay, just stop, stop, stop. That would be Joy doing the, trying to interpret the situation in her view and go, well, quick, 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 go back, just stop, it'll be fine, go, 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 go. But yeah. Yeah. And eventually, through the help of anger, Riley starts to figure out that everything in San Francisco is horrible. And um, combined with being so nostalgic about Minnesota, um, thanks to an idea that Anger created, believing it was in her best interest. And again, we've talked about this on a previous episode, so you can go back and listen to that. Uh, basically, Ryder decides to run away. Yep. We've all done that, we've all thought about that. But I'm not sure we've actually gone through with it, which is what Riley does. By first seeing the mom's credit card, to book a bus ticket, a one-way bus ticket, I should say, back to Minnesota. Skip school to catch that bus. Um, but as her emotions struggle inside her mind, um, this is when this is when Riley becomes fully depressed, and you can see the mass effects of Joy being away too long. But but so she gives them as well happiness, but also because sadness has not been there either, not about to do her job at all throughout Riley's life. It's now starting to have a big, big, massive effect. And I love how we're starting to see the effects of these two key emotions. Now, of course, anger, pain, disgust, they're key too. But in, but in reference to this scene in particular, how those two key emotions being absent from Riley, it shows how she's not able... Because remember, she's just a kid. She's not able to fully process those emotions. And it just makes it feel like she needs to do massive... Big, big, big things which actually aren't real. Now, obviously, Joy and Silas do eventually get back, and Riley Fireworks what she's doing is wrong, and da da decides to run back. Um, and then Riley returns to her parents, of course, they're all sick and that because all oh, they thought, oh, she's run away, we don't know where she's gone, da 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 da. Um, 
this is when sadness become, finally gets to step up to the plate because Joy, having gone through everything they've been through in long-term memory, realises that sadness has a role into play too. And this is when she lets sadness do her job, take control and rise, able to express all those sort of emotions that she's probably felt but have had to have them bottled up inside because Joy has not let sadness take charge when she's need to take charge. And so Raya's able to let out all these emotions that you see the effect it's having on her. And she's able to confess that how she misses home and Raya lets her feelings out. And soon enough, things start to finally look up. Um, as she's now part of a new hockey team and, of course, there are new islands in her mind. Because what I've, I've quite liked most about, about the uh, uh, film, uh, it's interesting how the effects of, obviously, the actions that each emotion has played throughout the, from the point when Joy and Sanders get go lost into long-term memory, how each of the actions, actions have happened in the emotions they've done, it has an effect on all the islands and one more they all go. And by the end of the film, um, Riley has a brand new set of islands and yeah, and things are looking up for her in the end. She gets um she goes back, she gets a new she finally does get a place on the hockey on the hockey team in San Francisco. Um and it looks like she might even be getting um, um let's say uh, a boyfriend. <laughs> oh dear. Yes, because it looked like towards the end of the film they were starting to have this all because she gets she meets this on the way to, try, to, to, to the ICM, drops a bottle and the boy picks it up and he's struggling to talk to her. Um, so this must be a bit of a sign of, oh, well, somebody has got a little, very little crush on Riley. I'm not too sure what she makes of that um, herself because obviously this is literally the very, very end of the film and Riley's literally about to go out to be with the hockey team. Um, yeah. <laughs> um and yeah, so I left wondering, oh, is um is there a little bit of um mm-hmm, and all that, um yeah. But um we don't have to wonder that long because there was a little short. Yes, there was a short film created called Riley's First Date. And so Riley does actually end up going on the date with that boy who she met at the end of the film, whose name is actually Jordan. And, well, what they're actually doing is they're just going out skating. But the, and I, actually have, I actually haven't really seen the short. I need to go and watch it. Um, but just to sum it up, she's out with a friend who, is a, who happens to be a boy called Jordan. Yes, any pairs watching this? Boys and girls... Can be friends without it being a bit all and all that stuff. I know. Dirty minds. Dirty minds for you pairs out there. That's exactly what you're thinking you're looking at. Uh, and what's the funniest about this is that her parents are expecting it's a date! She's got a date with him and oh no! And all the emotions, not just Riley's, but also the mum and dad, who we also met during the film, who I feel a bit pretty much dull and bland and not really, you know, unique. They all try to find a way through it. Like when the mother tells Riley in a cool way that it's right Riley hanging with George 
than Lee and Riley. Very confused. We're all confused here. With some quite weird and comical results. Um, but no, Riley, I should remember that she and Jordan, they're just going skating with a group of friends. Okay? So he realised that Jordan was left alone with his father, with, with her father. And rushes downstairs, waiting to find her father and daughter, listening to loud rock music while playing uh, with air guitars and embarrassed Riley, rightly so, dragged him out the door. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that's a nice little funny little short for you. Uh, it's called Riley's First Date. So, if you want to go and try for that short, I'm going to go and try and find it after we finish recording. Just go and watch that. But. <laughs> But since your parents, boys and girls, they can mix and be friends without it being all lubby-dubby-dubby. Honestly, we've seen this so many times in so many different films and TV shows about steel trade, and it never gets, it just never gets, you know, new. It always just feels so old because it's so nice. like, come on, we're in, the two, we're in the 2020s now. Are we really, are we really still thinking... Parents, are we really still thinking that just because a boy and girl, they're friendly, being friendly with each other, like hanging out together, does that automatically mean they're all loved up? To put it cleanly. I mean, oh, come on. Okay, let's round up because I think we're about to go down the gutter <laughs> uh, here. Um, all in all, I do quite like Riley. And I do feel I would have liked to see some more... Mo Don't get me wrong, I love seeing the reactions that the emotions have to what's going on with Riley, with Riley if come in time. But I also would have liked to have seen a bit more of her reaction to it because the emotions are there to help Riley get through life no matter what is, is, is going her way. But well, I've seen her reactions to everything that's going as great and great. You've also been trying to create a comedy and all some very bizarre moments. But from time to time, I quite would have liked to have seen a bit more of Riley's perspective and see how she deals with it. And that could be something to think of if we were ever were to get an insight out to you. I'd love to see a bit more of Riley. Riley's perspective and not the emotions. We've had that. We've had that. Now we will want to see is Riley's perspective because at the end of the day, she's the one um, that's going to be come to deal with what's coming our way. And that brings us to the end of another amazing episode. As always, thank you very much for listening, my dear friends. Until next time, this has been What I Love About Riley. <laughs>